Hey folks, you own firearms? I do. Did you know that there's an easy way for you to let everyone around you quickly see whether your firearm is loaded or unloaded? Meet muzzle stick, barrel, and chamber flags. Muzzle stick, chamber, and barrel flags offer a way for anyone, whether they handle firearms or not, to quickly see the loaded or unloaded status of a firearm. That could save lives. Are you one of nearly 80% of firearms owners that keep a loaded gun out of the safe for personal protection? Well, Taking an extra precaution by using muzzle sticks, big bright barrel, and chamber flags will let everyone around you know if the firearm is loaded or unloaded. Muzzle stick does not recommend keeping a loaded firearm outside of a gun safe, but the reality is that some people do. And a clearly marked gun's status communicates to others around that may not have firearm handling experience and it is something that they would not want to handle. Muzzle stick is not intended to replace the rules of firearm safety. However, their chamber and barrel flags do offer firearms rapid clear identification, and that could save lives. It's time for you to do everything you can to be a safe and responsible firearms owner. Head over to muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com to place your order. One more time, that's muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com. After all, we only have one life to live. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where today, from Hollywood, one of the most influential voices in culture today is joining us. You may know him as Hercules, because that was a role he played earlier in his acting career. You may know him as somebody who has produced some of the most family-friendly and faith-oriented movies of success in the last few years. I know him as Kevin Sorbo. And uh, he is a wonderful friend of the show, a tremendous talent, uh, somebody who uh, doesn't curse the darkness of all the culture cancel in Hollywood, all of the bias, but instead has dove himself in, just drove right into the problem and tried to create a solution. He is creating movies. He's got two or three new ones coming out right now that you're going to want to see. He is not a person that bends to the will of Hollywood. He has created a solution for the tens of millions of Americans who want a different type of entertainment, a different type of uh, movie that they can show at home without being embarrassed with their children. Uh, he is making a difference, both he and his wife. His wife does some great work in the um, homeschooling space. They're both influential voices. We're going to spend the whole day today with Kevin Sorbo. Uh, before we do, I want to get you up to speed on a couple of important developments. First up, there is a hearing going on in the Senate Homeland Security uh, Committee. I think it's actually called Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Uh, and all of the four major folks, the MPD chief, the former Capitol Police chief, the uh, former sergeant at arms and the former sergeant, uh, Senate sergeant at arms are testifying. And one of the big headlines so far gets us back to one of our favorite agencies. We talk about them all the time here, the FBI, right? They do a lot of great things. They clearly did a lot of bad things in the Russia collusion scandal. Well, the big headline so far as the testimony is still continuing into the evening tonight is that the FBI's warning, all of this intel that the FBI had, came by a laissez-faire email at 7 o'clock on January 5th. No phone call, no sense of urgency, no connecting the dots and shouting from the rooftop warning. It looks like the FBI may have not given uh, the Capitol Police and their leadership uh, and the security appar apparatus of, cap of the Capitol 
a lot of notice about something that they appear to have been aware of, the FBI, that is, since January 4th, January 3rd. And if you look now, we now know it's irrefutable that the people who stormed the Capitol that day, that day were involved in training, planning, fundraising, equipment acquisition. This was not a spontaneous riot, as it had been portrayed. Uh, it was a long-planned uh, event uh, by some members of Oath Keepers and other groups. Um, uh, we mentioned one of them on this show recently, a guy named Caldwell, who, by the way, is former FBI, uh, former Navy. Uh, there is a lot coming up, but I think the real headline is this: there are some eerie parallels in terms of the FBI's failure to connect dots and alert people that we saw after 9-11, uh, and what, what occurred on January 6th, obviously the scope of the damage and the, um, the nature of the terror attack on uh, September 11th, much different, much more widespread. But the, the failure to connect the dots, the failure to alert the proper uh, apparatus with the proper sense of urgency, uh, proper sense of uh, desire to stop an attack appears to be lacking if you take these four officials at their word about how the warning about prior knowledge of uh, a potential attacking at the Capitol, how it came in. It came in by a kind of seat of your pants email the night before, almost as a CYA, as I think one person asked. Um, very important new news coming out on that. You should really keep an eye on that and, um, and see what we can learn from it. But there may be a new reckoning for the FBI, new lessons learned. It does not appear there was an urgency to take the threads warning of, of, uh, of a capital attack seriously. Now, we haven't got through everything yet, so we may learn more. And of course, the FBI deserves its side of the story. I think that's very important. Uh, but as we're learning, there clearly is some important new information to, to uh, keep in mind and to follow as we um, check this out. I think it's a very important new line of questioning that we're about to go there. So. All right, folks, we're uh, going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Kevin Sorbo joins us. We're going to spend all the time with him. He has so much to talk about. Cancel culture, his new movies, uh, what Americans are doing, homeschooling and the, the war against education uh, or certainly conservative valued education. Some people feel there's a war against their conservative values in the education sphere. That's their belief. We're going to ask him about all those things. And uh, I think we're going to learn a few things because when you're with Kevin Sorbo, you always pick up something new and interesting. He's a really fascinating guy and a real mover and shaker. Somebody that didn't accept the status quo, but has set out to change the status quo for millions of Americans who think like him, who have conservative values, who are not afraid to talk out and then speak out and uh, we'll also ask him about his facebook account because guess what it was suspended yeah more cancel culture you're right censorship it's everywhere around us kevin sorbo is going to give us the latest right after this commercial break folks we're sponsored today by donors trust the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving in times of crisis those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. 
Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org justnews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's donorstrust.org slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody who is a mover and a shaker, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, the movies, he's always making a difference in America. Kevin Sorbo is with us, a great actor, the great director, the great thought leader. Kevin, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. You have so much going on. I don't know where to start, but let's start with uh, you've got two new movies out, right? Two new documentaries out and two new projects, I think, in the works. Tell us what's been going on there, because I know our audience are going to love to watch what you're doing. I know. I hope they write these things down. I'm going to give them a list of things to watch. Um, I've got the number number one Christian movie on Amazon. That's right. I've been there for five months. It's a documentary. It's called Before the Wrath, and I narrate it. Uh, Brent Miller and his team have put together an amazing documentary dealing with the Book of Revelation. So it's a very educational look at that Book of Revelation mixed with actors back in, during Jesus' time, mixed in with scholars and priests and pastors and people talking wow. about the Book of Revelation. Um, another one that just came out this month, they can go to beforetherath.com, beforetherath.com. And the other one that just released this month is called Against the Tide. I worked with John Lennox. John Lennox is a retired math professor from Oxford University. He's an apologist. He's debated the great atheists like Singer and Dawkins and Hitchens. We spent three weeks in Oxford, two weeks in Israel, and it's called Against the Tide, Proving God in a World of Science. I play sort of the uh, antagonist in a nice way. I play a guy that, you know, is there on camera with him, but I also narrate it and ask him the questions that atheists and agnostics would ask. And it's really, um, I call it it apologetics for dummies like me. So I hope (laughs) you check out. They go to against the tide dot movie. Um, good news just came in today. We just got funded for our the next Left Behind movie that I'll be directing and acting in as well. Uh, we start filming that this uh, this spring and summer, probably in either Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. It just depends what best tax credit we can get because it's called show business, right? And um, then the other movie I did called uh, um, uh, Miracle in East Texas, true story set in 1930. I directed it. We got. Uh, John Ratzenberger, we got Tyler Maine, we've got uh, Lou Gossett Jr., wow. and it's won awards at film festivals. It's a true story set in 1930. So people can go to um, uh, Movie.com to see the trailer and get information on that one as well. And uh, just got another movie just got funded, but we'll talk about that another time. Holy mackerel, that's amazing. Well, it's great because, you know, so many people on the right are just, they're upset and they're always complaining, you know, the libs got this, the liberals got that, and you're, you're not complaining. You're just out there doing things. You're creating alter, you know, an alternative, uh, basically, entertainment system for people to see great content that they're proud to have their families watch. And uh, I wonder, as you look at the conservative movement, we're past the election now, we're in the midst of all this cancel culture and censorship that I would never in my lifetime ever imagine would have happened. Uh, you're, you're not complaining. You're just out there doing. What are some of the things that people on the right who are upset, what can they do now to, to fight back uh, rather than take it on the chain and complain about it, what can they do to fight back and make a difference in, the, in this moment in history? 
Well, I think the biggest killer of the conservative party right now is apathy. I think a lot of people out there just go, well, there's nothing I can do, so we got to got to get through this time. Yeah. The reality is the culture is changing drastically and changing very quickly, and we got we can't sit back. Uh, we got we got to fight the good fight. We got to get out there and be be vocal. Um, the one thing you got to give the left is the, the passion that they have because they do That's have a right. strong passion. Fortunately, it's a passion for anger and hatred, destruction of America, destruction of American culture. And uh, we need to fight that back. I mean, America became great on individuals, not on big government. And for the people who sit there and believe that big government's a big thing, you saw the stats on the under 30 crowd. They think socialism, Marxism, communism is good. Unreal. How many times are we seeing boats go from Key West to Cuba? Zero. Nobody's doing <laughs> that. And there's a reason for that, you morons. Yeah. I'm a moron, but my God, at least I'm an educated one to some degree. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, this whole COVID thing, it's hurt my career as well. It's, I mean, I'm not crying me a river. I'm still staying busy, still getting out there. But I've lost speaking events. We had movies that were funded that disappeared. This is all hurting all of us. And right now, fear is the biggest weapon that they're using yeah. against us. And we can't let this, let fear control our lives, guys. We got to fight back because it's nuts out there what's what's happening. And I just got canceled from, from Facebook. And they canceled 50,000 followers. And I'm going to fight back because I, they're, you know, they're hurting my career. They're hurting me, uh, my way to make a make a living just because right. I have an opposite viewpoint of those powerful horses at Facebook. Yeah, such a uh, such a great point. And when when you look out now, and it seems as though there's a conservative ecosystem starting to be built. You got Parler, you got Cloud Hub, you've got um, uh, Rumble, which is really starting to give YouTube a, a run for its money. Uh, you've got what you're doing in the in the great content space with high quality movies that are just as good as anything you can get in the traditional movie theater. Uh, where else do conservatives need to build out that ecosystem? Obviously, there's an effort to buy computers now because they learned that Amazon might cancel you. Uh, where else do you think the conservatives have to build out the ecosystem? Because there's 80, 90, 100 million customers out there that don't want to be on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon. Uh, where else do we build out that infrastructure? Well, you mentioned I'm, I'm at Cloud Hub now and I'm at Parler as well. So people move over there, follow. I still have 540,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. Um, they've, they've banned a number of people over the, over the last couple months as well. Yeah. Still there. Hopefully I can still stay on there. I try to post things that have a lot of humor. You do? Um, uh, and, you know, it's just it, here's the battle I got. I mean, I try to do movies that have a positive influence on people. You know, movies like God's Not Dead, What If, Let There Be Light. Um, these are the type of movies that are so hard you know, the independent world is weird. Hollywood can do $300 million movies and put out all the sex and violence that they want to put out there. Right. I try to do movies that have a positive message of hope, love, love, uh, redemption, faith, and laughter. And these are the kind of movies I want to do. And people, you just mentioned 80 million households out there that want these kind of movies. I used to get stopped all the time through hotel lobbies, airports, restaurants, and say, hey, it used to be Hercules or Andromeda. Right. 80, 90% of the time now, it's those movies I mentioned. Those are the movies that people want me to do and people want to see. Why Hollywood ignores that, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I said, it's called show business, not show show. So <laughs> it's weird to me that they're, they're just because of their ideology and the hate and the anger that is perpetuated by the mainstream media that has divided this country more and more and more that people can't see what's going on. They need to wake up. So uh, the biggest and hardest thing for us is, the, is to raise three, four million dollars to do these movies. Right. That sounds like a lot of money. That's catering budget on Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are three hundred. <laughs> true, million isn't it? You know. So yep. I'm I'm just trying to do my bit to change the culture in a positive way instead of a negative way. 
Uh, people are embracing what you're doing too. And you're right. I, I hear all the time someone will have seen one of your movies or they saw you on a, uh, on a talk show and they say, you know, that really hit my heart. I, I know the line you just said that apathy is the greatest threat to wow. conservatism. That's going to resonate with people. Did you ever imagine when you started in your career that you would have this uh, perch, this opportunity to, to fight for America and to remind people that there's, you know, a half of a country that doesn't have to accept uh, where, where mainstream media and Hollywood was going. You know, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s, he said, uh, movies and television will uh, have an impact on our youth. And we can see it playing out right now. It certainly does. And Andrew Breitbart, Breitbart God rest his soul, he was a dear friend. Yes. He said, it's the downstream of culture. Who runs the culture? Hollywood does. So I'm just doing my, my bit to put movies back in and, and television shows back in, like I said before, that have a positive impact instead of a negative one. And uh, we, need, we need voices out there to support these things because we don't have $100 million to put advertising campaigns to say, check out this movie. So we need, we need churches, pastors, community service, people that really want this kind of thing to, to all rally together and support these movies. That what I do, and like the Irwin brothers do, to get out there and have a positive impact. If they don't, let me put it this way. If we ever open up movie theaters again, which I hope we do, um, those movie theater owners, they don't care what they show. They nope. want seats filled up. They That's want to sell sodas. So if you don't come there and support these movies opening weekend or when you get the streaming, which we have to kind of rely on now, we need people to support these things. I'm just trying to do my, my little bit in here in whatever way I can. You get attacked for it, which is weird to me. 95% of people that follow me on Twitter or CloudHub or whatever, um, these are people that like me and like what I do. The other 5% are just trolls who are angry, that hate their lives, yep. and they want to drag you and me and everybody else down in the black hole that they live in. And, uh, you know, God bless them. I should be praying for them, but I, I, got, I got to laugh at these people that have so much hate and anger and, and just say, look in the mirror, buddy. There's where your problem is. Don't look at me as your problem, but yeah. what are you going to do? It doesn't affect my life, so yeah. I don't care if they have that kind of hate and anger. I just feel sorry for them. Yeah, that's the greatest powerful answer you can give back, which is to ignore it and pray for them. Because uh, if they don't, yeah. if they, you don't engage, then they realize that you're bigger than the the, the hole they were trying to drag you. And I, I find it, I, I get trolls all the time every time I break a story, and it's just amazing. And I feel bad for the people because they, they don't look, they don't realize how they look to so many other Americans. They're angry and bitter and petty, and we're so much better than that. And I. Um, I look for, I, I, there was a tweet you had last week that really caught my attention. You asked people, uh, it, and actually it's probably been a few weeks now, uh, which is a bigger threat, COVID or the loss of your constitutional freedoms? How did that play out? What, uh, what sort of response did you get when you put that tweet out there? It's huge. It was huge. Yeah. I don't have time for all the response and stuff. My son sometimes will come and show me the negative ones. I go, I don't need to see that hate That's stuff. Right. Let, those, let those people live in their own hate world. But like I said, it's always 95% or even more people that, that look at that and go, yeah, I agree with that because that's that's what's happening right now, you know. And yeah, I make I make jokes. I mean, Newsom made that ten o'clock curfew in California. So I made a, <laughs> I just got home at nine fifty eight eight p.m. So I just beat COVID, you know. <laughs> so, but I mean, you you got to laugh at some of these guys yeah. say because they they are their own. I mean, they keep supplying us with so much comical stuff because they're their own worst enemy in the stuff that they post because everything they blame you on or me on stuff they're already guilty. It's all you know. It's all just deflection and they want to get everything but put back on everybody else so people can't see really 
those guys behind the curtain because they're guilty of all these things they're trying to blame you and I for. Yeah, it's projection. That's what uh, one of the wisest people nope. I said. They're just projecting themselves on on conservatives right now. And, uh, and it, hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is huge. Oh, it's they crazy. Get, they get busted for breaking their own rules all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, Andrew Cuomo, uh, an Emmy Award winner for... Uh, basically doing the opposite of what he was celebrated for. You go through that noose and breaking his rules. I'm amazed by something, because if the most liberal state in America, California, can recall its liberal governor, maybe uh, some common sense is starting to get in there. Do you, how, what do you think the Newsom recall effort speaks to And when you see California rebuking its own liberal governor? You know what it speaks to? It speaks to this. In the last 15 years, more people are moving out of that state than moving into it. What does that say? When are people going to wake up and go, wow, you know, these are the same people. They voted for guys like that. And then they realize living under those laws and tax laws and politics are going, wow, this is horrible for us. Then they move to states like Nevada and Arizona and Texas. And then they vote the same way. They do. It's <laughs> they unbelievable. It's of insanity. Yeah. It's like, God, you know, you look at a city, you look like a city like Detroit. Detroit was the most powerful economic city in America in the 1950s with it the was. automobile. Yep. 3 million people. They're down to 600,000 people now. They claim they, they had what? They had bankruptcy. They had to declare what? Five, six, seven, five, eight six years, years ago. ago yep. They have not had a Republican conservative mayor since 1954. What does that tell you? Why do you keep voting for the same people? Look at Chicago. Yeah. How many shootings every single week that happened in that city? Every single week. I've, I've got, a, I've got a, um, a documentary I did out there with Kevin Jackson. It's called Bleeding Blue. Wow. And it shows the lives of police officers, what they have to go through. It's not saying, aren't the police great? Aren't they wonderful? Right. Every business has a bad apple. But 99% of cops are good cops, okay? There were 4,100 shootings in Chicago in 2017. 4,100 shootings, mm. all right? That's a dozen a day, all right? Yeah. So let's look at that. How many involved police officers? Less than 1%. So 99.2% of shootings in Chicago were civilian on civilian. What gets all the press? That 0.8%. Oh, a cop killed a black guy. Last year, there were there were 10 African Americans that were killed by police officers. You know how many police officers were killed? 80. Wow. Where's the press on that? Yep. It's just it's incredible how the media sits there and glorifies one way and and demonizes another way when it should be flipped the other way around. It's yeah. it's crazy what we're doing and it's on purpose and I don't understand why. I scratch my head trying to figure out. Why are they doing what they're doing? It's 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 just it's sad to me. It's just incredibly sad. Uh, from a business model, it's bad. You, I, we saw the, the in December the Pew and the Gallup polls came out, and thirty percent of Americans say they don't trust a single word that comes out of news media, and a majority uh, have a negative view. A large majority have a negative view of the media. Uh, why would you ruin your own business with a silliness? It's you know why we started just the news because there's an enormous opening. Eh? 20 million people come to our site in less than a year, 20 million a month now come to our site. And it just tells you there's a hunger to get back to the way news used to be and the way politics used to be and the way movies used to be. Um, I think we're at a watershed moment. Don't you think so? Look at the percentage, look at the percentage of people that think Congress is just their, their approval rating as low as low can be. And we keep putting these people in office. Back every two years. It's crazy. Get rid of these guys. No more 40-year careers. It's yeah. ridiculous. Do you think there's a watershed moment ahead? I, I've always believed and subscribed to the theory of gravity in America, which is the pendulum sometimes does swing too far to the right, too far to the left. And then the natural gravity of the constitutional republic of democracy tends to pull it back. Do you think we are going further extreme or do you think the pendulum has hit a point where gravity is going to try to pull it back to the center? 
I think there's a tipping point. There's a book called that. And I think I think we're at that extreme point right now. And I think people are you know, I, I said apathy is a problem, but I still think there's a growing number of people said enough is enough. And you saw it in our, even in our last election. I mean, I, I know I needed to we don't get in that thing, but um, I think voter fraud's been around for decades. And anyway. it has been on. Yeah. But, but I, I look at how blatant it was this time around. And now people sit there. There was no voter fraud. But the reality is, when you look at Trump, Trump was a rock star out there. I mean, I know people that didn't like him as a man. I right. said, fine, to like him as a person. But what about what he did for the country as a, as a president? Just what, look at just what he did for the country as a president and just base it off that. But we don't do that in today's world. You know, we're no. in a cancel culture right now. We just want to attack people. We're, we used to be, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Now it's the other way around. Yeah. You can say anything about anybody now and you get attacked for it, even though there's no truth to it whatsoever. It's, crazy. it's amazing. Yeah, you look at and, and now it's moved into the place that I'm most concerned about because I did a lot of reporting on it, starting with the Russia collusion, is the weaponization of law enforcement. Now bringing cases against people that don't deserve it, whether it's Eric Greitens in Missouri where they eventually dropped the case, the whole three years of Russia collusion, that weaponization of law enforcement, man, that just takes us further and further from our from our roots of, of being a free and honest you know, republic. And uh, yeah. it, it, it is remarkable. What do you think is the big storyline? When we look back in December 2021, what do you think will be the big storyline this year? Is it the revival of Donald Trump? Is it the collapse of a Biden administration? Is it a, a, an awakening of the right of America? What, what do you think will be one of the storylines that we'll remember when this year comes to a conclusion? I think the, uh, Tom Brady will win his eighth Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my. And I, and I, after they called that a white privilege because he beat you know a black uh, quarterback from the uh, other team. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you he's, know? Just, he's just skilled. That's what it's about, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just whining and raging against anything and everything. The history of this of this country. You know, we're rewriting yeah. everything. Rewriting. Yeah. You brought up the Constitution. You know, they wrote. Those guys were brilliant. They were. Their Constitution wasn't written just for that day. It was written oh. last today and forever. It's a brilliant, brilliant piece of of work and. Uh, as I said earlier, this country was built on on individuals. It wasn't built on big government. And the bigger this government's getting, which we're allowing them to get, led by clowns like Pelosi and Schumer and these guys, um, we got we got to fight back because it's time mm -hmm. it's time for them to move on and do something else. It, it's I really think this country. I, you brought to California. I think California is more red than people people know. I think you're and right. It's just I just think that. Uh, the majority of this country, and I think it showed when Trump did all of his his uh, his rallies. He was like Obama was. He was a rock star. Twenty, thirty thousand people show up. When Biden went out, six people showed up. And I think they just told Joe, "Go sit in your basement, dude. We got it covered. Don't worry about this." And then when he picks a running mate, and here's the thing with the Democrats. I talk. I got liberal friends. We talk. Yep. I said he picks a running mate, and Harris, who when she ran for president in the Democrat primary. 97% of Democrats didn't want her as president. That's right. There she is, one heartbeat away from becoming our first female president. I'm going, wow. It's Here pretty we are. remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. One last thing I want to ask you, because I, I, I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and this idea is coming up a lot more. And uh, I talked to Dinesh D'Souza. He had this idea even in the last few days. Um, the education system is where a whole generation, whether it was college and now, you know, you talk to people, it's all the way down to first grade. There is a growing effort to try to win the hearts and minds of children when they're away from their parents at school. 
do you think beyond school choice now that there's even a larger moment, maybe they're online colleges, do you think there's a larger effort to take back education or to create, just like you're doing in the movie space, an alternate uh, education system for those who don't want their children taught that way? Well, my wife is a homeschool advocate. We homeschool our kids. She's right. got a number of books out there. One is called They're Your Kids. So I hope people do check that out. Go to, They're Your and, Kids. But yeah, it's it's she does so much great work with that. She's got a new book out now called Words for Warriors. I hope I've seen that, out. yeah. And um, the, the one blessing of COVID was that a lot of parents found out how ridiculous it's gotten in school when they were home when their kids right. were at home on their computer and hearing their teachers say, "Now tell your parents to leave the room," basically saying they don't we don't want your parents listening to what we say. I don't know, you know, when I was in school and the same where you were in school. I never had teachers tell me how to vote, how to be religious, no not religious. Never had that through even university. Yep. It is starting as low as first grade, the whole brainwashing of all these kids now saying uh, whatever they're saying to them. That is just, it's so negative and so ridiculous. And we need to change the format. Because I'll tell you one thing, all, the, all, all these inner cities that keep putting in um, Democrat politicians, they do nothing to help the African-American community or the Hispanic community inside our inner cities. Because I know, because I have a number one after school program for 20, we're on 24 years now, called the World Fit for Kids in Los Angeles. I work with over 12,000 inner city kids in LA. Wow. And I know how bad that's one of the worst school systems in it the is. country. Baltimore, I believe, is the worst. I think there's over a 60% drop rate right in Baltimore, but there's over a 50% in Los Angeles. So we need to, we need to uh, have people wake up and vote for politicians that will really change the education of our kids. Yeah, you said it. There's no doubt. I think that's going to become one of the big. I think you're right. COVID may have actually focused parents and oh, my God, I can't believe what they're teaching my children. What's going on? So pretty amazing. Kevin, I could talk to you all day. I love what you're doing. I can't wait to see the next movies. Uh, your wife's book I just got from my wife. So I, I just picked it up off of Amazon the other day. And so I want to thank you for everything you're doing. And I'd like to get you back again and talk about this. I think this year is going to be one of those turbulent years where maybe apathy finally turns into some action. All right. My movie, Miracle in East Texas, comes out in the spring. We'll talk about it then. Ah, it's a deal. Thanks, Kevin. Right. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate it. You too. You too. All right, folks, that wraps up our interview segment. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the day for you. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Wow, what an interview. I'm still, my head is still spinning. My The wheels in my brain are turning. So many things to think about, so many things to learn from Kevin Sorbo, somebody who's on the front lines of Hollywood, on the front lines of the culture war, on the front lines of cancel culture, censorship, um, suppression of conservative ideas, all the things that you write me and tell me you're concerned about. Uh, well, he's there fighting it, and he's doing it in a constructive way. He's not whining and complaining and throwing his hands up saying, there's nothing we can do. He's writing movies, producing movies, getting them into theaters, getting them funded. Uh, his wife is building uh, an important ecosystem for homeschoolers. I know a lot of parents who've now learned what their sons and daughters were learning in public school or thinking about homeschooling or private schooling, school choice. Um, we, we talked about that with Dinesh D'Souza over the weekend. Uh, so much to think about, so many ideas. Uh, we're so grateful for Kevin for coming on today, giving us his wisdom, his thoughts, his insights. Um, I think we learned a lot. And if you like Kevin Sorbo or you like what he's doing, if you like what Rumble is doing, if you like what Clout Hub is doing, if you like what Parler is doing, what are they doing? They're creating an alternative ecosystem where conservatives and centrists and blue-collar families who don't like the culture and political um, uh, mores that are being um, bantied about by elitists, they're just creating an alternate place. Well, if you like that, support Kevin Sorbo's movies. He gave you the URLs to go to. You know where to go. Go buy those movies. Go support those movies. Go watch those movies. Spread the word. That's the surest way to create success, uh, as, uh, as one would expect. So, again, thanks to Kevin Sorbo. We'll be back tomorrow with more news, uh, more breaking news, I hope, in the next 48 hours to have a new declassified set of documents, a big tranche of documents, some new revelations on the horizon i'm pretty certain until then thank you may god bless you may god bless this great country as he always has and remember if you need a news fix go to justthenews.com we got you covered 24 7 all right folks talk to you tomorrow Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.